right, everybody. Welcome to Don't Be a Deuce with your co-host, Stefan Cadu, and the one and only Mr. Paul Cairns. How's it going, Paul? Doing great, Steph. How you doing? Are you happy to be back, or is it just me? I don't know. 300 days of lockdown to be back on the courts feels pretty special to me. It was a long grind, but we are back. I'm so excited. I'm now teaching tennis, playing tennis, and talking tennis. Why not? Pretty amazing. It's a, it's a flashback for me. It takes us back, back about 20 years when you got me into this in, industry. At the Badminton Racket Club, up the hill, Midtown. Okay, so we are putting together a fun podcast here talking tennis. We're going to obviously focus on the French Open since we are in the middle of the French Open. Um, we thought about doing it in French, and then you reminded me that I can barely speak the language, so we're not going to. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're going to, we're obviously partway through the tournament. The quarters are on right now. It's a match today. Um, let's talk some women's tennis, some men's tennis, some Canadian tennis, some not maybe my tennis, but just let's talk tennis. Pretty amazing day at French Open today. Two great uh, quarterfinals, um, really competitive matches. Tamara pulled it out 8-6 against over Paula. And, uh, and the other match, I think, was 7-9 in the third as well uh, with uh, Anastasia beating uh, Alina. So what is Anastasia's last name? I, I kind of feel like you're avoiding her last name for some reason. Is there, is there a reason for that? All I got to say is dyslexic, dyslexic people don't have a good time with lots of consonants. Pavlyuchenkova. It's pretty well done. It's a long name. Uh, that's a tough one. I, I'm not as familiar with the, with the women's draw as the men's, I'll be honest. I, I've not had a chance to watch as much. Uh, but, I mean, the highlights that I've seen so far, the women today are unbelievable. They're so, like, it's a physical game. And, and to me, it's the women's game is starting to look more and more like the men's game. Huge serves, extremely athletic. I mean, uh, I, I it's think impressive. what we're, we're seeing is a changing in the guard. You look at the top woman player in the world, Ashley Barty, phenomenal athlete. I think she's five foot six, really plays an all court game. I mean, the, look at uh, Coco Goff, I believe she's five eight or five nine. You look at Maria Sakari, she, again, I think five eight or five nine. Uh, Tamar Zidancic, I think, is also five eight, five nine. So you're seeing these phenomenal athletes, and you know if yeah, the you, days that Justine Hennen's at what five five, uh, we're not seeing a lot of that. Anymore. That's Ashley Barty, though. I mean, Ashley Barty yeah, is there. Yeah, yeah. She's playing with a lot of variety. You know, she, I think that it's changing, right? Serena dominated the women's game for so long. Speaking of Serena, still stuck at twenty three. Yeah, she's uh, she's been there for a little while. I mean, the greatest female player of all time. I, I mean, I think you can't argue that, even though the record's twenty four. I think it's it's sometimes hard to you know Margaret Court did that so many years ago. I still think she's the greatest player of all time. She retires today, but do you think she'll get it? Do you think she'll tie it and break it? It gets tougher and tougher every year. I mean, you know, maybe she takes a break for the game and comes back. And has another kid. And has, another, help has a child and comes back with a, a, a motivated run. Yeah. But it's looking less and less likely right now. I mean, she's the same age as Federer, right? So if she's not 40 already, she's turning 40 at some point this year, which is unbelievably impressive. There's some some veterans in the game right now on the men's women's side that are just still, still the best in the world. It's incredible. I mean, I, I can barely move at my age, and I'm barely old on that uh you know 45 minutes in the tennis court my knees are sore <laughs> versus grinding out you know three to five matches for two straight weeks it's impressive so let's get back to the women's draw who do you, who's, who's your pick who's going to win the whole thing um you know what there's you know if osaka was in the semi and and, and serena williams on one side and osaka on the other side it'd be easy to kind of say you know what they have too much experience the other player it's their first quarter or the first semi um, it, it'd be easy to sort of pick one over the other. I think there's not a clear advantage. Um, I'm going to maybe lean uh, towards Maria Sakari, um, probably just because she's so physically impressive. To me, I don't know if she has a gymnastics background or what. Her shoulders, I was watching her play, and I was just mesmerized by her shoulders. She's so strong, and uh, I just love her game. And so I'm going to go with Sakari. But I, I, having said that, I can see Goff. Maybe this is her breakthrough turn. I don't know. It's, it's close. I have to pick one. Let's go Sakari. 
Well, that's a good pick. I mean, Sakari's been one of the hottest players in the game. He's really climbing steadily over the last two years. I think mentally she's pretty fiery. So, that, you know, my, my question mark there is, will she be able to keep it together? I actually think her opponent, Iga Swiatek, is going to be my pick to win this this tournament. I think it'll come down to, you know, that'll be a great semi with, with Coco and Iga, I think. Uh, but I'm going to go with Iga. I mean, again, similar. Like, I think she's 5'9", tremendous athlete, can play in all court, all parts of the uh, of the court, pretty big serve. You know, I think she's uh, that future generation. And she's, I mean, she's like, she's not in the world. She's not an unseeded player. She, right? She's got had some results. She's won three career titles, so she's had some big moments. This probably being her one of her bigger moments. Uh, now, it's, now it's time to perform. Yeah, she seems a really solid person too. So I think she has the makeup of a champion. You know, anyone who is, hasn't watched tennis during COVID doesn't really know who she is, but she's been. So uh, if Sakari happens for some chance to be beating uh, Swatek, can I text you during the match and just sort of? Poke you a little bit or, or no? Please, I'm, I'm good for we'll it. Do. Okay, all right. I deserve it. Okay, so exciting women's matches coming up. We've had a couple already. We've got a few more tomorrow. I mean, golf for American tennis, they've got to be excited. They're not usually American women and men as well, not the greatest uh, results at the French Open. Typically, they have better results than the other Grand Slams. Um, you know, golf is showing some versatility in her game that she can compete on all services, and she's 17. I mean, this is someone who at 15, you know, I think made fourth round of quarters. She has a bright future, and I think American tennis should be very excited. They should stop being envious of Canadian tennis, and they should be excited about uh, some of their own players, right? Well, Goff's going to fit that mold. Tremendous athlete, great ball striker, and you know, still has a lot of room to mature physically. You know, If you compare her to Sakari, she's not as, as mature physically, so we'll see what happens over the next couple of years, but seems to have the mind of a champion for sure. So if you're an so, American, there's rays of hope on the horizon. A little bit disappointing, obviously, Bianca, who, as we know, U.S. Open champion from a few years back. She's obviously dealt with a lot of injuries. Now, she had a, a tough first-round battle. She went down 9-7 in the third to Zdancic. I mean, at least she's losing to someone who's obviously a quality player who's gone all the way so far and still in the draw. So, I mean, you know, some pride in that. But uh, do you feel like she's 100% yet, or is she kind of still lingering a little bit? I don't think Bianca's all the no, way back yet. You know, I, I really don't. I think she's still struggling. I think it's impacted her ability to train. I know she is training, but I don't think she's going to go full out. I don't think her fitness is where will be hopefully mid-season form. You know, I'd look for her to have a good run at Wimbledon, and I think by the time the U.S. comes around, hopefully she's at 100% and, and has another deep yeah, run. Yeah, I mean, I guess we have to remind ourselves that French Open is not her best. Clay's not her best surface, so she's going to obviously perform better on the faster surface. I mean, she's an incredible ball striker, and uh, all of us want to see that that moment again, relive that, that moment of her being Serena in the finals, I mean, that was incredible. I, I happened to be watching that match, by the way. I, I was at friends' cottages, and, and none of them knew anything about tennis. So these moments were obviously intense, and people kept asking me questions. What's the score? How does it work? And so I was like, you know, you can imagine, right, how patient I am at this point, right? I was losing in my freaking mind. Can I say freaking too bad I said it? I was losing my mind trying to explain the scoring. Finally, my wife, Deb, had to jump in and go, okay, he's really intense right now. Here's how the score. It's a four-point system. Anyway, so other than that, I love the moment. I think it's the greatest moment in, in Canadian history, in the history of Canadian tennis. Unbelievable. So. Now you've got all these young girls who are like, hey, I can do it. I can be the best in the world, which is amazing. Well, we're seeing it already this year. We see Leila Fernandez. She's made huge She's unreal. Strides. She's so good. She's consistently winning rounds and grand slams. Yeah, lost to Madison Keys, but I mean, if you think back two years ago, she was in the qualifying, just trying to scrap out rounds in the qualifying. Now she's winning mat, main draw matches, physically maturing. Yeah, so she's going to be good. I, I think, you know, players like Bianca, that's what they do for a generation of players. They get them to believe. And so. Fernandez, do you see her as a as a future top 20 top 10 she has she has skills she has ball striking she's a good athlete you know it's, does she stay healthy does she yeah, keep yeah. improving she seems to have the right mentality you know i, I think she's certainly a top 50 player and then the rest is going to come down to to health and you know how much she can grow as a player 
but even behind behind her there's a huge uh, generation of young canadian women that are coming up that are 15 years old that are pretty awesome kayla cross victoria mambuco they're phenomenal and they, they really now believe they can become the best in the world after watching bianca and they're seeing layla out there and they get a chance to practice together and they realize they're not that far behind so i think the future of canadian women's tennis is pretty bright watch you know out what? we i think hats off to tennis canada who's obviously done an unbelievable job over the years of, of putting this together the structure together now you know the structure's been there, and now the belief is is there in, in the kids and, and the young stars. So it's going to be, it's been exciting watching the last five eight years with with you know Milos and, and Bouchard sort of leading the way, and then and then OJ and obviously Chapeau behind them, and possible in doubles, and so and it just continues. It's great. I mean, it's amazing to see men's women's tennis in Canada this strong and, and this uh, this much potential. Let's hope that we keep it rolling for a lot of years. We'll see what happens with the Rogers Cup this year. Whether they end up playing you know a virtual tournament only, or whether they move it down to the states so they can get full. Uh, Full participation in the stands. Uh, I hope they can do something. A lot up in the air. I think their event's going to go. The question is, you know, is it going to be an in-person event or not? So we'll see. Uh, now, Paul, I was, was going to kick it to the uh, Toronto studio for commercial uh, before we shift to the men's, and I've realized that we've unfortunately lost our sponsorship. Um, thanks a lot, Guy. Uh, I don't think we have enough viewers yet. I, I think we have to be in double digits at least, uh, or listeners in this case. Listeners. Thank God no one's watching us. <laughs> that would be even worse. We definitely have radio faces, that's for sure. Uh, but Guy, By the way, why aren't you wearing pants? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, while we're on the topic of Canadian tennis, you know, obviously not the greatest French Open uh, for the Canadians. Um, Terrible like French Open. Not the greatest. It was horrible. <laughs> well, we didn't. Vasek didn't play. Yeah. Milos didn't play. Dennis didn't play. It's really unfortunate. Dennis was looking good in the lead-up tournament, making the finals, and then uh, I guess maybe spent a little too much energy uh, getting through that tournament and then had to pull out, which is too bad. Well, we have to hope he recovers quickly from the, the shoulder injury and gets gets ready for Wimbledon. So Now, OJ losing first round, a bit disappointing. I mean, would you say it's his, it's one of his best surfaces, if not his best surface? Self-proclaimed best surface is, is clay for OJ. So th this was a, a tough one. And I think what we're seeing with OJ, he needs to get that breakthrough and, and really develop the confidence. Um, right now in those big moments, uh, similar to what he had at the Australian, he had a great opportunity to, to break through, and he hasn't he hasn't those moments yet. You know, here he was seated, he's reached 20 in the world, he's beaten Seppi before, um, and you know, go down. It's a competitive match, but that's I think that's going to be the big thing for OJ is mentally, can he flip that switch and start believing that he's, yeah. he's someone who can win in those moments? And because I feel like physically, he kind of has the perfect tennis frame. Right, it's about six four now. He's lengthy, he moves well, he slides well on the clay. Like he, you know, seems like he's fit. Seems to have like the perfect kind of tennis body. So physically, he's he's there, and the skills are solid on both wings and in the serve and return game. And, and now it's just a matter of uh, getting the belief system, I guess, un, under those situations, which takes time. And it's hard to also get your belief system in the era of Nadal, Federer, Djokovic, right? It's not the easiest thing in the world. I mean, everyone else has struggled with that as well. But well, we'll get into that later. There's a whole generation of players been trying to catch Nadal, Djokovic, and, and Federer, and you know it will be interesting to see how Dennis and 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 OJ do. Um, whether they can string enough wins together and, and develop a game style that lets them get there. I mean, winning a Grand Slam, you have to win seven matches. Uh, Dennis has the game. He's got the physicality, but he plays with such a high degree of risk, it's pretty hard to win when he's not playing well, and that's what we're kind of seeing. And it's kind of the same thing with Auger right now. You know, can they learn to win when they're not playing at their best and, and mentally? And that's obviously Djokovic goes down two sets to love and, and then wins 6-1, six, 6-love, six and is up 4-love, and, and we get a retirement. So... Um, and how, how many teams? How many times have you seen this from Djokovic, from Nadal, and Federer as well in his prime? But you know, when they need a point, they just they just all of a sudden their body language is like I'm not missing. You know, Nadal just increases the RPMs, you know, quadruples the RPMs of anyone else, and just you know hits with such high percentage, but with pace and and they just have this like I'm not gonna miss. I'm gonna make you miss. 
and the majority of the time it it, it works <laughs> and that's exact I, I mean my nickname, they're playing to win they're not playing not to lose my nickname for Djokovic is the python right when he just decides he's not going to miss he's so tough if you watch that match the other day he was missing a lot tons of unforced errors python, and then, I like that and all of a sudden no mistakes I call him the joker yeah, it's pretty good you know what I really like Djokovic's game not a huge fan of him ripping his shirt off some of the antics um, although I've been I've been to some people think I look like him which is a bit strange. I've had, I had a lady, I'm not sure why I'm even telling the story, but why not? I was in a parking lot of a, my son was quite young at the time. We went swimming. I'm not making this up, Paul. You can't make this up. And this, so we're, we're paying for, you know, it was like a, a 75 cents for your parking um, at a community center. And the lady was giving me some interesting looks. And I was like, you know, I mean, I'm not used to people being nervous around me. Um, and I, she, she, she kind of shook her head. And I was like, what? She goes, oh, no, sir, you, you just look like someone. And I jokingly went, uh, let me guess, Djokovic, right? joking she's like yes how'd you know and she it turns out she was serbian and knew djokovic and for a brief second thought i was djokovic you know my little honda pilot whatever i was driving at the time and i said no, no I, I wish i was but thank you for the compliment so it's absolutely the hairline you got the same hairline as back. that's it, what it is i wasn't sure if it was the comedy or the impersonations or no no or the game no the hairline right i'll take that <laughs> all right so let's um so the Canadians also, uh, Milos didn't play. I, I get the sense he's trying to get healthy for he's Wimbledon. He's been injured so many times. And when he's on, he's amazing. But I feel like he three out of four Grand Slams, he's just injured. It's tough. Like, it's yeah. big body. I don't know. I think you'd say the injury's kind of derailed. I think it goes back to that hip injury he had at Wimbledon early in his career. And he's doesn't seem 30 to really now. Like, right? yeah. Not old for tennis, but just with such a big game, I guess maybe less uh, not as big of a lifespan. But uh, that's too bad. Hopefully the Canes can get back on track, and we had some unbelievable results from them in the last year or two, so I think we got maybe a little spoiled. But uh, let's hope that Wimbledon will be, will be the comeback. The future is, will be bright. Which we'll, is soon. We'll get there. All right, so let's flip over to the uh, the men's draw. So Alexander Zverev, first round, was, goes down two sets to nothing, and then pulls off the comeback, and since then he's just been flying through the draw, looking really good. Yeah, I mean, he, he, to me, in 2020, he, he could be one of the most improved players in the game. Com looks completely different out there, has a different level of confidence. I mean, the proof will be in the pudding. Can he come out and win a French Open? Uh, but, you know, pretty dominant today. 6'4", 6'1", 6'1", against that Are you a moment. fan of his cutoff shirts? Not so much. I kind of feel like you need some Nadal pipes if you're going to pull that off, right? Not the right build, for sure. No, I'm no. not a fan. I'm a fan of his game, and uh, he's a lengthy 6'6", six six frame. He's solid. Um, looking good. Um, he just, uh, yeah, he beat 6-4, uh, 6-1, six, 6-1 six, one, six, one versus, I'm going to try this one. Why not? Alejandro Davidovich Fokina. Not bad. Not bad. I, I'm not sure if it's a Spanish pronunciation. You know what? With, it is now. Okay? Is. Right, From now on. Alejandro. Uh, no, pretty routine and uh, disposed of the 46th in the world. And, yeah, I mean, he's he's on the right side of the draw. I mean, he's not on Adal Djokovic's side, which is crazy. But uh, pick your pick for the tournament. That's a tough one. I mean, it's pretty hard to... What's Nadal's well, winning it's set? It's tough of two choices, I yeah, guess. Yeah, what's Nadal's winning streak right now? How many sets in a row? Is it 35 He's sets? won 35 straight sets. So, it, it, not bad. pretty tough to bet against that guy. He's not too yeah. bad. And he was down 5-3 in the first set against his last opponent. Came back, won that one, and then lights out. See you later. Yeah, so unreal. it's going to be pretty hard to pick anyone other than Nadal. Um, I, I, that other on the other half of the draw, though, I, that Medvedev Sitsipas match looks like it'll be. A What's the deal with those two? They do not like each other. In fact, they seem to hate each other. I don't know the backstory on it, but it's obvious they do not like each other. Maybe don't just like each other. two rivals recognizing they're going to be competing against each other a lot yeah, over yeah. The, in years to come. It's maybe a little bit like Nadal was with Joker initially. Um, I'm kind of hoping Sitsipas wins the next few just to make it a bit closer than we can call him more of a rival because right now it's six to one. 6-1 Mevedev, 
on clay, you'd have to favorite Sitsipas, I assume, especially the way he's playing this tournament. Yeah, I think you got to go with Sitsipas although, in that match. Although, you know what, though? You look at Mevedet, who I think didn't win a match on clay uh, before 2020, and uh, he's been winning comfortably up to this point. So I think the guy is such a competitor, even though it's not his best surface, in fact, his worst surface, he's finding ways to win. He's such a competitor. Yeah, I think he's, he's only dropped one set so far in the whole tournament. So, I mean, I, surface, that's yeah. impressive. And, and I think he's pretty motivated because if he makes the finals of the, of the French Open and Djokovic doesn't, he takes over world number one. I mean, Djokovic is sitting at 324 weeks. I can't believe that. It's hard to one. believe with the results Djokovic has had in the last year and all the clay court tournaments and Nadal's won, but he's so consistent, right? Every tournament, he's in he's in there till the end. That's crazy. Um, wow. Um, so so you're picking that match? You're going Medvedev I, or you're going Tsitsipas? I'm going Tsitsipas. I actually think that... To me, that's the toughest semi on that side, or quarter on that side. Um, and I think the winner of that goes to the finals. Um, this, well, again, we've got our quarterfinals. We should probably not skip the semis in terms of Nadal match. So Nadal Schwartzman, I think, will be an incredibly entertaining match. I love watching Schwartzman. He grinds. He's, you know, I think it'll be a very entertaining match. And I think Schwartzman's good enough to potentially win one set. But realistically, it, it, it should be like, I can see it be one close set and then kind of like a, three four routine but it'll be entertaining the rallies will be long he'll run everything down just hard to put the ball away against Nadal yeah I especially don't, with his five foot seven frame yeah I don't know if Schwartzman has enough firepower to, uh, to hit yeah. the ball through Nadal in this I mean, court he's fiery but yeah it doesn't have the, the, the weapons I mean the head-to-head's 10 to 1 so it's not much of a rivalry but uh, a lot of respect for Schwartzman one of the most entertaining players and obviously at 5 7 to compete like that is it's pretty impressive so I think we'll both agree Nadal's going to win that match what's yeah. your pick uh, Berrettini and Joker yeah, I mean, a heavy favorite Djokovic. I mean, you know, Berrettini has worked his way up to nine in the world. He's a big guy. I didn't realize how big he was, 6'5", 209. He's, you know, big serve. Um, it, I think it's just too too big of a moment for him. Uh, Djokovic is looking too good and, and I think, fresh. And, uh, you know, could, could uh, Berrettini win a set off him for sure? Um, but... I think, you know, I think it'll be a three, four set victory for Djokovic. But. Yeah, I think I, I'll, go, I'll go Joker and four on that one for sure as well. So, and so we're going Joker, Nadal, Semi. What's your pick? Yeah. And you know what? For Nadal and Djokovic, like none of them want to drop sets in this if they can't because they know they're going to have to absolutely be battling against each other, uh, assuming they get to the Semi. So, yeah, I'm, Djokovic, Nadal, Semi's for sure. I'm going to then go with Nadal. How do, you, how do you bet against Nadal and that the French Open? If anyone is going to beat him, it's going to be Djokovic, Possibly it's it's a bass, but realistically that that semi to me is like a finals. But uh, yeah, so that's and the Dal Djokovic is probably the greatest rival in the history of tennis. They're sitting at it 20, is now. 29 20. That's unbelievable. 29 28. So it's either going to tie it or that's unbelievable. In, in whose favor? Who's uh, Joker's up by one by right one. now? Unbelievable. Yeah. They have played a lot of times 57 times. It's going to be 58th matchup. Assuming they'll, we're making a lot of assumptions. Assuming they play next round, they will, but, folks. <laughs> They're that good. <laughs> they are that good. They have 38 grand slams between them. So Nadal wins the French Open, if he does, for the 14th time. 14 is ridiculous, by the way. Uh, he would break Federer's record uh, of 20 grand slams, currently tie with him in 21. Do you now officially say he's the greatest player of all time, if you're not already saying that? So let, let, let's quickly review the numbers. I think it's worthwhile doing. Greatest of all time. That's we'll, be, we'll be here for a while, folks. It could, be, it could be pretty long. So we're looking at Nadal right now sitting at 20 grand slams, 35 years old. You know, if you look at the players who are winning grand slams after age of 35, it's, it starts getting pretty tough to do. So, you know, he's probably got this, maybe one or two more Frenches left in him, uh, anywhere close to his peak. But he's sitting at 20 right now. He's got 13 Frenches, French Opens. He's got two Wimbledons. He made three Wimbledon finals. 
He's got four U.S. Open victories. He made one U.S. Open final. He's got only one Australian, but he made four finals. Um, Whereas Djokovic has got like nine Australians or something crazy. Yeah, he's got nine. Um, Nadal spent 209 weeks at number one, which is pretty interesting. That's pretty impressive. Four years. We look at Roger Federer, 20 grand slams, 39 years old, turns 40 this year. Chance of winning another one, not very good. You know what? He, um, he, his annual sponsorships are 6.4 billion, so who cares? Yeah, and he's got not one knee left now. So, but, uh, By the way, my favorite player of all time, love him. I uh, would love him to win another grand slam. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think it was a 2019 final against Djokovic, up a break. Oh, that was the one. Yeah, that's the one. You know, that's the one that got away. I mean, he's had a few of those. That would make a huge Novak. difference. He'd be at 21. Djokovic would be at 17 instead of 18. I mean, Nadal probably would still pass, but yeah. If you look at Federer, that's pretty impressive. Six Australian Opens, one Australia, one additional final. He won one French, lost in four finals. Lost to Nadal. To Nadal, yeah. Nadal, pretty much on all of them. Uh, Wimbledon, seven Wimbledons, two other finals, five U.S. Opens, uh, and two finals. So he spent 310 weeks at number one. So, you know, obviously a lot more weeks at number one yeah, than, yeah. than Rafa, but... It's going to be pretty tough for him to hold off Rafa, I think. Um, Novak's sitting at 18. If he wins this, he goes to 19. But, I mean, I think the most impressive thing about Novak is 324 weeks at number one. Like, that's the model of consistency. It's crushing everyone else. So that's pretty impressive. Nine which, Australians, one and that, French. And that, and that that could end for uh, potentially if Mevedet <laughs> makes the finals, which is crazy. Yeah, that would be huge. So it's, it's going to be printing. So best of all time. Are you going to pick one of Novak and Nadal and put Roger at number three? Or what are you going to do? Yeah, I think we're at the point. So I kind of felt like leading up to recently, you had to still say Federer was the greatest player of all time. Up until the point where Nadal sort of won his 20th, I felt like now it's inevitable. I'd say right now it's Nadal's greatest player of all time based on numbers. Uh, you Obviously, we won't know until they retire. It's going to be Nadal or, or Djokovic. I think they both will pass Federer. I think Nadal will pass him this week. Uh, they'll both pass Federer in Grand Slams, and and Federer will end up the third best player of all time. Regardless, the best tennis era we've ever of all time. The unbelievable. I mean, they'll they'll have had, you know guaranteed sixty plus Grand Slams between the three of them, if not closer to seventy by the time they retire. It's an incredible, incredible feat, and just discouraging for the young group because you got these young studs, you know, like Tsitsipas and Nevadev, and all these young guns that are amazing that would be winning. Grand Slams if it wasn't for the three greatest players of all time all playing at the same time, right? So um, I think that, you know, for them to, to win Grand, Grand Slams, they basically have to retire. They're just still that good. <laughs> so that, that's, right? so that's, that's a good topic for a little debate. Who, who of the young guns is going to come up and, and take them down? Is anybody ready? So we have Danelli Medvedev. If, right? Yeah, if we consider Medvedev at 25 still a, a young gun, then he probably is the number one my number one pick, and then Tsitsipas, uh, the way he's playing right now. You know, our Canadians are in the conversations for sure. I'm not sure Rublev, how young he is. He's sort around of around the same age, 25, I think, yeah. Um, so there's some good guys. It just, again, they're very good. They're just not good enough to be the best of all times, which is understandable. Um, Dominic team. Dominic team. Yeah, that was a, that was a oh. shocking result because he, to me, is one of the best clay court players in the world. If you told me at the start of the tournament, who are the two players that have best chance of, of making a finals or or winning this tournament other than Nadal Djokovic, I was a team and probably Tsitsipas at this moment, and he lost first round. So, well, I mean, team team's record against uh, Roger is pretty good. He was five and two. He's got a winning record yeah. against Roger. He's six and nine against Nadal. It's not bad because uh, he goes for broke, right? He just he swings five and seven. He doesn't rally. Djokovic. He just he you know his rally ball is crushing it as hard as he possibly can on either either wing. Yeah, and his fitness is he's able to match them physically too, right? His fitness. He has to. He's not good, a so. not a big guy, right? What do we think? Is it uh, Zarev or uh, Sitsipas that makes a breakthrough of that of that generation that are a little bit younger than Danelli? 
I think they both will. I really feel like they're going to probably start to develop a rivalry between them, and I think that both of them. Uh, I, f- I feel like Zverev. Uh, sorry, you said between. Uh, my apologies. Uh, Zverev and Sitsipas. So they're both. Oh, between the two of them. Uh, uh, yeah, similar. Um, I don't know who's bigger and best, better in the bigger moment. Maybe it Sitsipas a bit, a little bit more clutch in the big moment. Um, Zverev has been very consistent with. He's always making quarters of Grand Slams, but we we saw that finals when he played team, and and it wasn't a great finals. Like. For you know, guy with a big serve like that, just sort of, right? They were losing his legs at the end, just nervous, and and hopefully learn from that. But uh, yeah, it's belief. It's just they're so close. Yeah, that, they're that, so close. That's the thing. I think they they would need to get a couple of wins to start believing they can do it, and no, and no, yeah. no, they can do it. And then I think it would change a lot. I mean, I, I really look at those two as two of Sissipas and Zarev were probably two of the most improved players last year. Yeah, 2020 was good to them. You saw them much more consistent. There's really aren't holes in their games. They anymore, can do everything. So They've got every shot. They can you know, do everything. Past so. six fours, they're six six. They're they're huge. They're mobile. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's you know it's funny we go back two years right and we look at we looked at the young Canadians like Dennis I think we would have probably all put a little bit ahead of both of those players. Yeah. And at the gap. Well, is do you remember big. when when Dennis and and uh, OJ just owned him owned Sitsipas? They always beat him because yeah. they they had a good record against him as juniors and that that seemed to 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 move you know be the same and uh, on the on the world tour but. Uh, yeah, there's been a shift, uh, a bit of a shift lately. Tsipas is really up so to his game. He's opened it up. He seems to be, you know, taking yeah. the lead on them. We'll see if they can if they can respond and, and step up. So, so of those of that yeah, those young players that are chasing, who's gonna who's been the person that puts them down? I mean, because at some point at 35, they have to start losing. So who's the person that's? Yeah, I think it's Mevedev. Yeah, I think it's now he's proven he's made a, what two Grand Slam finals and 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 competed in both. And I think it's Mevedev one. I just feel like mentally. He seems to be the most solid and just such a tactician. Uh, after that, I think Tsitsipas. Oh, I would have said team probably last year, but I think Tsitsipas and then team. But but close. I mean, same category. Like really, And then a step down is kind of like the Chapos and the OJs. And, you know, guys like Chapo, he's hot. He's a, he's a, he's a ball striker. He, you know, he can go deep with the right kind of draw into tournament. But uh, yeah, he's to gotta, do it consistently. He's got to learn to win on his bad days too, right? He hasn't, yeah. hasn't been able to do that yet. You know, as good as your bottom just- game. He just kind of burns out. Which, quick. in my case, my bottom game is in most sports is really, really low. <laughs> but you know what? The odd time my top game is outstanding. I must say. Okay, so like, let's let's quickly flip. I think we've got the men. Notice down. that Paul changed the subject really quickly. Yeah, I, I, I want to save, myself. save yeah. you. <laughs> save you from that. Uh, I think we've got Medvedev as the up and comer, and I, I would agree with you. I think Sitsipas of that of that next group is probably you know poised to sort of take over and start dominating men's tennis on the women's side. So we see Serena disappearing. Ash Barty is great. I don't yeah. think she's the type of player who's going to dominate the women's game. You know, I think she can stay around number one and stay up yeah. there for a while, but I think she's going to dominate Grand Slam after Grand Slam. Do you see anyone on the women's side? Is, if Bianca gets healthy, is she the type yeah, of player? Yeah, Bian- Bianca's healthy for sure. She's at the Osaka, I mean, I still think she is, she's the best when she's healthy. I mean, it's unfortunate she pulled out of this tournament, but she, to me, has the, like a Serena-type game with her massive serve and, and uh, you know, can really crush the ball on both sides. So I'd, I'd say, and she's still, what, 23 or she's still fairly young right she's young won three four grand slams so i put her uh, right on top and then the really young ones like golf coming up who knows what they'll, they'll be capable of but not quite there yet yeah no but it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see it's yeah bianca's health to me the big the big question about bianca's health it's if she's healthy um you know she's proven that she can she has the mental uh in the shots but can she stay healthy which is hard i think she's the strongest competitor i've seen on the woman's side in a long yeah. time and she's the variety right she's all the weapons she yeah. has a lot of variety to her game and it makes a lot of players uncomfortable. So, you know, I'll take, I think, Bianca, to me, if she can get healthy, you know, can probably dominate the women's game for a while. But, you know, she's going to have to really find a way to stay healthy and, and be able to compete week after week. So, 
So pretty exciting. Let's see what happens. I guess we got our prediction. So you're going to Dow to win the whole thing on the men's side. Yeah, pretty risky, huh? Going for, going to Dow. <laughs> I'll put my money on Nadal. Uh, yeah, Nadal. I, I mean, I'm really excited to see Nadal. Uh, potential Nadal Djokovic semis because to me that's a virtual finals but uh, yeah, yeah. Anyone's, anyone's got courts booked for those matches make sure you cancel yeah. your bookings well in advance go home and, folks uh, go don't home and watch here. those matches don't miss them so watch the tennis get inspired then go play like the Nadal Djokovic well Steph that was a great uh, so good to be back look forward to doing another uh, another uh, Grand Slam podcast with you when we get into the when we get into Wimbledon it's not I, coming up I just soon. hope we're allowed to do more and that uh, we can pick up some sponsors I mean come on Nudge, nudge, guy. Step yeah. up. Step up, guy. Let's, uh, let's do this again. We are going to see each other soon. And uh, all the best. Paul, don't be a deuce. <laughs> Thanks, let's get man. on with it. All Have right, folks. Thank you very much. He's Paul Cairns. I'm Stefan Cadu. Enjoy the French Open, everyone. <laughs>